0: Hello and welcome to The Ordinary Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through His ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and today Mike and I are going to talk about how to navigate
1: controversy. That's right, Winston. Good to be with you today. Let's start with Colossians 3, verse 12. Oh, wow. We're just jumping right in. All right. We're diving right in, and let me tell you why. There are a lot of controversies that are always swirling around among fellow Christians, And there's a lot that are very public. It's not just private conversations. And we're gonna be asked to give our opinion at times. And sometimes someone may just come up to you and start a conversation about it. And so we wanna be helpful today to help one another navigate controversy in the macro as you deal in the micro details, okay? Mm. So kind of some macro ideas about navigating controversy that you can apply in the micro. Excellent. And there are some topics that are hot right now that out of respect for some of our friends, we're not going to address today because there are some one-on-one conversations that probably still need to take place. And we want to be fair-minded. We want to be reasonable. And and so Colossians 3.12 says this, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And that right there gives us instruction on how to interact with one another. And we want to let the peace of Christ dwell in us richly and the word of Christ dwell in us richly. We want to base what we do on the word of God. We want above all to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when you get into controversy, emotions are involved. What happens is, it over the peace of Christ and the word of Christ, and we just want to give our words, and we start having unrest inside, right? In fact, Colossians 4 says this, conduct yourselves wisely towards outsiders, making the best use of the time. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer every person. And that's in the context of dealing with unbelievers, but I think it could well be said and applied that we are want to have wisdom in how we answer every person. And a controversy is one of those things that can stir up strife unnecessarily. So that's what we want to talk about today.
0: Well, that is an excellent intro. I really appreciate that. That might be the entire thing that we talk about because that's so good. But talk to me a little bit about if this is the big overarching thing. You know, we hear all the time, love your neighbor as yourself. We Mm -hmm. hear that everything that we ought to do ought to glorify God and It seems so simple when we're just talking about that as like, oh, yeah, I should do that. I I should be like that. But you're talking about, you even said it, in your emotions, these are emotional things. And a lot of things, we know that in our heart of hearts, we're right about this issue. And (laughs) the, the controversy that can stir up can sometimes make living that do unto others thing, very difficult. So talk to me a little bit more specifically about how to wrestle with that controversy in that moment.
1: Let me latch on to something you just said. You said, we know in our heart of hearts that we're right. Well, I do know I'm right.
0: Of course. Always.
1: So here's the thing. We (laughs) think we know in our heart of hearts that we're right. And oftentimes, you know, we're not completely right. And sometimes we're completely wrong. And most of the time it's a mixture of the two. And so It's like this, the nature of controversy is when one person has one opinion and another has another, and then they kind of want to argue about their two opinions, right? And so the idea of the emotions getting aired out, and sometimes it happens in the public square, and there's a lot of subjectivity that gets thrown into the mix instead of level-headed, calm objectivity. And you can be passionate about something and not, you know, flip your lid or not get out of control or not get to the point where you feel like you've overstepped your bounds and then need to apologize.
0: Certainly, and we've talked about that with the role of emotions in your life, right? Like God gave us emotions. I mean, certainly God has demonstrated that he is passionate about several things, right?
1: Mhm. He is passionate about many things. He's passionate most about his glory and his honor. And and so here's the thing. You go up again about controversy, we have to be very careful We've been talking about this a lot at Grace Church as we've been preaching through Romans and Paul has told them for 11 chapters, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. And he died for you. And then all of a sudden, now you need to love one another. And then he tells them, I love you so much. But that challenge to love one another, uh, suffice it to say, it takes a lot of care on our part. We've talked about this a lot. Carefulness with one another, thoughtfulness. Sometimes we're just interested in speaking our own mind. And if we could just think and, and take a moment and pause. And I think one of the, the toughest things to do is to not do worse than we think others have done. Hmm. So we think there's an, an un- injustice in some way, or we think there's a, a disagreement that we need to right this wrong in our minds. And what happens is what comes out of our mouths sometimes is worse than the thing we think is the bad thing. Does that make sense? Can you expand on that a little bit? Sure, let's just say that you dent my car accidentally you back into my car in a parking lot no i do
0: it purposefully yeah you purposefully.
1: so let's just say you back into my car accidentally you are looking and you back into my car you put a dent in the fender but let's say you charge out of your car with a baseball bat swinging the baseball bat because how dare i park in back of you and shouldn't i have honked or shouldn't i have this or let's say i get out of my car and i'm yelling at you of how could you do this now you have just done something accidentally but What I'm saying is then my outburst was worse than the dent in the fender. Hmm. Now that's probably not the best example, but the idea that sometimes our response is worse than the thing we're thinking we're trying to correct. There are times where some notable person will say something about another notable person and we don't know their hearts, we don't know why they said it, and we get just sound bites, we get clips. Then we find out later Wow. Look what so-and-so said about what they said. Now the snowball, the Rocky and Bullwinkle snowball is growing and going downhill and it's catching people in its wake, right? It's picking people up. Now people's legs are getting broken. Now people are, are hitting their head against a tree. And what I mean by that is bigger things are happening now. And the initial thing, Is forgotten. It's like now we're just in an argument, and someone's gonna have to win, and we we don't want to give in, we don't want to yield.
0: That's that's interesting, and I I I think I understand a little bit more of face to face interactions. You know, seasoning those words with salt and stuff like that. But sometimes it gets. Difficult because I'm 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 trying to not react to somebody yelling in my face, right? So mm-hmm. how exactly can I, I guess, diffuse a situation like that when again, I I believe I'm right in this
1: situation mm-hmm. and they're clearly wrong. And in fact, they're acting wrong. Sure. Let's go with the thing closest to you all the way out to the thing furthest away from you. What I mean by that is the person coming up to you that wants to engage you. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then we'll talk about social media. We'll talk about email. and texting, and social media. Okay. So that's kind of the ripples in the pond, okay? And first, we'll start at the closest thing to you. The person who wants to come up and engage you in a controversy. The first thing I'd say is, well, God bless them that they actually came straight to your face. That shows character on their part. That shows that they care about people and the relationship, and they actually want to engage you. Now, you might take it differently. Like, they assaulted me with their words. But really, maybe they were just passionate, okay? So I would say... It's always good to be face-to-face and to have that talk. So the fact that they would look you in the eye and want to have a talk, that's wonderful. I I would commend that person. But then I'd say timing is everything, okay? Did you know that they were coming? Did they say, can we have a talk? Uh, You know, so there's that kind of thing. So there's those niceties that you want to do, you know, what's appropriate to get that conversation going. So always good to have the conversation face to face where you can see each other eye to eye and things can't get as misconstrued. Now let's keep going out. Let's go with the ripples out. Let's go with texting. Now I've learned, we've all learned this the hard way. Okay. I've learned this with my family that you don't text a argument or you don't text corrections. You text loving notes and directions on where we're going (laughs) or where to meet us. Okay. And so Texting is such that if you get a a wild text from someone that's going to get you into embroiled in controversy, I would encourage all of us, including myself, to write something like, wow, that's a conversation that's probably best had in person. Why don't we talk? Are you free to talk? Or can you talk later? I would do the same thing on an email. Uh, people will send emails because they don't want to talk face to face. And you know what kind of pot shots can come via email towards people. And I've had friends recently that got some pretty egregious emails with them. And the first thing I said was don't reply back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now you can reply with, why don't we have a conversation? But I've done this before. If someone sends me an email and they're upset with me, I call them on the phone. Hey, can we talk? I'm not sure I'm understanding what you're Referring to here, and can we can we talk about this and open door policy? I'd love to talk with you about this. So and then you get all the way to social media. Well, before you go on to that,
0: like I, I'd kind of like to talk about this whole email and mm-hmm. text thing because. Part of me goes, yeah, I I get what you're saying, Mike. You know, sometimes the nuances of conversation can't be had in simple text form. I mean, that's why podcast and visual media is so important because Mm -hmm. we get those nuances that you wouldn't otherwise get. Sure. But on the other side, part of me goes, man... I I feel like I can say things better if I have time to kind of write them out and slowly go through. And, you know, instead of trying to answer in the moment because I'm Mm -hmm. seeing this person face-to-face or on the phone, uh, maybe I have more time to plan those things out.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm the same way, by the way. I do better when I can process my words in a note on my phone or on a piece of paper or writing even myself an email. And I would say this. You should think ahead of time about what you're going to say so that you can sift out unkind words, words that might set that person off and be as loving and careful and thoughtful and kind as you can be with what you plan to say. And I think absolutely it's a good idea to write things out, but I wouldn't say it's always a good idea to write them out and just press send. Hmm. What I would say is write them out and bring them with you when you have your talk. Hmm. Okay, Or you can do something like this. Write them out, have the talk, bring them with you, and then say, if it's okay with you, I wanna follow up with you via email and I'll send you my notes of what I said. Because that way we can both follow up with that a bit more and process that. But I think the idea of pot shots or the idea of just pressing send, that's where we get ourselves in trouble. And so you don't wanna do it out of anger, out of resentment, or where you know, ha I put that little tidbit in there that's really going to, uh, you know, tick them off or tweak them. You're like, no, why would you do that? We need to be careful. We need to be thoughtful. Now, one thing I did recently that I wanted to mention is I posted something up on Facebook and I, here's what it says. Submitted with love to any and all Christians who feel compelled to wade into any fray of controversy. I wrote that with several things in mind, several controversial things in mind. It might be amongst fellow Christians. It might be politics. It might just be things in the public square that are opinions about how things go in life. And so I'm thinking about a lot of these things, and so I, that's what I wrote, submitted with love, and I meant that from my heart, to any and all Christians who feel compelled to wade into any fray of controversy. And then I said this, please take heed, and it was an article, and I wanna talk about that in a moment. But I said this, we must intend, by God's grace, to honor Jesus Christ above all. That is the Christian's calling. That is the Christian's mandate. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, literally in in conjunction with who he is, matching up with his character and his holiness and his goodness.
0: So before diving into the controversy, I kind of put the brakes on uh, social media talk because we were talking. That's about right. Text we need to go back to that. Probably. So going back to social media, then, is there a level where social media is almost on a heightened alert because it's not just a private conversation?
1: It's, it's public. It's public. Yeah. Look, I know employers that actually look at people's social interactions. Oh, I would shoot. say to I all gotta of go our delete some things, <laughs> I would say to all of our listeners, be very, very careful what you put in writing whether that's writing a letter by hand, whether that's putting an email out or a text or putting things on social media, now it's in the public square. Now it's on record. And people are taking screenshots. People are capturing that. And you might delete it, but someone else might have recorded it. TimeMachine.com is a thing. So well, You know how many people get in trouble because of things they put on social media. So I would just say this on the social media thing. And by the way, I get a kick out of reading comments. <laughs> I'm the guy that goes down and reads all the comments because I... I think it's an interesting, you know, study even to look through and see how people respond to things. And you can see, you know, the temperature rising on people. Yeah, comments just depressed. And how bold people are to (laughs) say things they shouldn't say, right? And so what I'm saying is, Christians, be really careful what you put in writing. Be very careful. Now, here's what I'd also say we must never cave in or budge on truth. We need to handle God's word accurately. 2 Timothy 2.15, right? Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightfully dividing the word of truth. And we should also be gracious all the time. So grace and truth, they're not intention. They are to both be present. So grace and truth go together. So you cling to truth and you season your words with grace or, or salt, mm. as Colossians uh 4 verse 6 says, right? So you cling to truth and you season your words with grace in public and private, being careful and thoughtful. Now, why would you want to do that? Because every Christian wants to honor God. Every Christian wants to glorify God. And God sees our hearts. God knows our hearts. So we want to live with a clear conscience before God and man. So we're going to be careful and thoughtful with our words while being gracious in public and private and season those words with grace while clinging tenaciously to truth so then in the realm of social
0: media it seems like a, a place where a lot of conversation is happening a lot of people are going back and forth even on controversial subjects mm-hmm. so is your advice then to not talk about these issues at all whether it goes to politics or uh, maybe some sort of social justice issues something like that Wh- how do we navigate is um, it just stay out of the fray completely
1: yeah absolutely not i wouldn't say stay out of the fray completely no 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 Christians need to engage as God leads, okay, with wisdom, with grace and truth. So let me go back to what I just said. Don't ever budge or cave in on truth, but always be gracious. Mm -hmm. So grace and truth go together. Cling to the truth and season your words with grace in public and in private. Careful and thoughtful. God sees your heart. So one of the things I gave out this week, and this is what I linked to an article, and it's been very helpful for me. I've read it several times. I want to learn from it. It's an excerpt from the works of John Newton, and it's uh, letter 19 on controversy. And in a nutshell, he basically says this. He has three main points. Consider your opponent, consider the public, and consider yourself. Now, this guy was born in 1725 and died in 1807. So we're talking this thing was written a long time ago, and he wrote it to a fellow servant of Christ who was going to write an article criticizing a fellow minister for his lack of sound doctrine okay and he basically just went through and said look consider your opponent just think about it pray a pray for him okay he's a believer he might be mistaken on the point you're gonna correct him on but just deal gently with him okay like David said to Joab concerning Absalom deal gently with him for my sake Uh, The Lord loves him and bears with him. Don't despise him. That kind of an idea. Joab
0: really listened to that advice, didn't he?
1: (laughs) Sometimes people just don't take wise advice, do they? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so let's say they're a believer. Just be compassionate and loving and think about what they might be going through in life. But if they're not a believer, why would you expect them to have a viewpoint that lines up with biblical truth if they're not a believer? So be fair-minded about that. Okay, so consider the person that you're going to Engage in this discussion of this controversy and especially the person you want to correct and then consider the public You're printing this now think about us typing things so quickly and hitting send. Oh my goodness So you're appealing to the public, but they're gonna either agree with you disagree with you or be indifferent to what you have to say Be aware that you're gonna be speaking to people that you know may completely disagree with you and There'll be people that are like yes. I believe that completely Well, you don't have to win them over to your argument because they agree with you already but the ones that disagree with you are you thinking through the issue because there are people that disagree with you and if you haven't thought it through enough you could find that you could get in a position where you you kind of look foolish or you don't say something that is very wise and then the third thing is think about yourself how easy is it for us to take something personal so now we're going to have a debate with someone but it really isn't about winning that debate we want to set that person straight because now we don't like them because they hurt our feelings. Yeah, and, and we see this, right? We see that it's really personal between two people and really the subject of the debate could be almost anything. Hmm. And so we have to be careful and realize that we don't want to act in a wrong spirit. Uh, we don't want to bring discredit upon the gospel or upon the cause of Christ. We want to bring glory to God. We want to do good towards other people. If we could consider that when we get stirred up, Think about it, when something gets stirred up, let's think of it as a pond. There's a pond that gets stirred up and you have fish in the pond. And you wanna see the fish so you can maybe take a few out and put somewhere else. To get to that fish, you have to wait till the silt settles, right, or the dust, dirt settles because everything's stirred up and you can't see. But when you let the dirt settle to the bottom, then you can see clearly through the water. And I think that's the idea of letting things die down for a bit Like in the middle of a forest fire is not the time to start debating what we should do about arsonists. Okay. (laughs) No, we need to take care of the fire and get that fire out and get people into safety. But afterwards, when the dust has settled, when the smoke has cleared, then we can ascertain what happened and how we can going forward, you know, be more careful. Hmm, Interesting. And
0: it's interesting you say that because that's kind of where this podcast was born out of, right? We've, we've, specifically wanted to take a few weeks off of some controversial subjects Mm -hmm. so as to let the dust settle. And it seems like the dust is still swirling a bit on a number of these different topics that, you know, you and I deal with all the time.
1: Right. And we care about the flock. We care about shepherding the flock appropriately and lovingly. And if we know that there are people stirred up about certain things, why jump into the fray with our own opinions that may or may not be agreed upon or and it's not like everyone has to agree with you but i'm saying why bring all these things up right now right is is that you don't want to be tone deaf and you don't want to be insensitive yeah
0: and we have four or five different things right now that are going on that you know what let's just wait and have time right pass by Well, though, and
1: those it. things affect christians and i know that they affect some people in our church Now, they're not created by people in our church. They're just things out there in the Christian community or out in our society, and there is a good time to talk about these things. But there's also a time to say, can we press pause? Can we do a little more study? Can we be a bit more careful? Can we actually think through some of the issues so that we don't act unwisely?
0: Yeah, Yeah, very good. Well, this was very helpful for me, Mike. I really appreciate it. Controversy is... A very controversial subject on how to deal with different things. So I appreciate you, uh, just spending the time and let, letting us go through this. So it's a
1: pleasure and a privilege. And I would just say Christians, our deepest desire, our greatest desire is to honor the Lord Jesus Christ above all, to glorify God with our lives, with our words, with our thoughts, with our deeds. And that's our prayer. That's our hope for all of us. Amen. And thank you for all you
0: people out there who uh, caught the uh, raw edit of the episode going up last week. I appreciate that. Uh, luckily, Mike and I, you know, we normally talk about some really shady things, but glad that didn't happen. You didn't even know about that, Mike, I will find out soon. Yep. So <laughs> uh, so thank you all for looking out for me. I appreciate that. Uh, keep those emails rolling. Go ahead and email us at ordinarychurch at gmail.com if you have any other questions. And we hope that you'll join us next Thursday as we remain faithful, even in the ordinary.